Hey ladies, welcome to the 18-Minute Revolution, a podcast whose focus is on transforming the lives of women so they can dream again, hope again, and live a life on their own terms. I am your host, Pastor P, two-time award-winning author and literary strategist. I teach emerging storytellers how to tap into their creativity, turn those words into stories that transforms the lives of others. The 18-Minute Revolution is empowering, inspiring, and created to push you to the next level. Welcome once again to another episode of the 18-Minute Revolution. In today's episode, we are going to talk about the authority we have in Christ, coming from John chapter 1, verse 12. But to as many as did receive and welcome him, he gave the authority, the power, the privilege, and the right to become children of God. That is to those who believe in, adhere to, trust in, and rely on his name. So here John tells us, to those who have received Christ Jesus, have welcomed him into our hearts, he then gives us the authority, the power, the privilege, and the right to use his name. Because we now have become children of God, we believe in him, we adhere to, we trust in, and we rely on his name. Listen to this. The devils are powerless because of his name in Luke 10 and 17. Demons were cast out in his name, according to Mark 16, 17 and 18. Healings occur in his name in the book of Acts. Salvation comes in his name, Acts 4 and 12. We are baptized in his name, according to Matthew 28 and 19, and we are justified in his name, according to 1 Corinthians 6 and 11. And then listen to this. Everything we do and say is done in his name, Colossians 3 and 17. And we pray in his name because we believe that there is power in his name. This is the power and the privilege and the right that we have as a child of the Most High God. Listen to what Matthew says in Matthew 10 and 1. It says, And Jesus summoned to him his 12 disciples and gave them power and authority over unclean spirits to drive them out and to cure all kinds of diseases and all kinds of weakness and infirmities. Listen, child of God. This is the authority and the power that you have, that it is not us, but it is the power of God working in us. It is because we have that name, that great name, that name that the Bible says that at that name, every knee will bow, every tongue will confess that he is Lord. Demons are cast out in his name. When I go into battle, I use his name. Why? Because there is authority and power in his name. I don't go, I don't go into battle using Paulette's name. 
or using anyone else's name. I go into battle using the name of Jesus because the enemy recognizes the name. The enemy recognizes that there's power in that name. The enemy knows that at the name of Jesus, that Jesus rose on the third day. The enemy knows this, but saints of God, do you know what you have? Do you know what you possess? Do you know what you walk in? Do you know that you can have that revelation of knowing that you have the name to use. You have been given the power, you have been given the privilege, and you have been given the right to use it. Yeah, you have been given the power, the privilege, and the right to use his name. Why? Because we are now children of the Most High God. My daddy is God. My daddy owns everything. My daddy um, owns, you know, he, he owns everything. He controls everything. He's mighty God. He's a mighty God, and he lives in me. He is my daddy and he's given me the keys to the kingdom of heaven. And the Bible says that whatever I bind here on earth, this is the authority, authority that we have. Whatever I bind here on earth, God says it's bound in heaven. That's the power and authority that I have by using his name. That when I'm praying, I pray what? In the name of Jesus, because there are things that happen at his name. There is a shift in the atmosphere when I use his name. There is a shift in the atmosphere when I walk in my power, I walk in my privilege, and I walk in my God-given authority. This is why the enemy tries to defeat us. This is why the enemy tries to come at us, trying to get us to, to be defeated and feel discouraged in life. This is why the enemy tries so hard to bring discouragement our way, our way reminded of, of our past failures, our past disappointments, and our past mistakes, because he doesn't want us to live in the power and the authority that we have and we can use in his name. In Luke 10 and 19, it says, Jesus says, Behold, I give you the power to tread on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy and nothing, 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 nothing shall by any means hurt you. God says, I gave you the power to tread on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy and nothing by any means shall hurt you. If you're waiting for Jesus to do something, Jesus has already did it. Jesus says, now I'm giving you the keys to the kingdom of heaven. It's on you. We have the keys and the authority and the privileges and the right here on earth to make shifts in the atmosphere, to cause change in environments, to evoke the will of God here on earth. He has given that to us. It is already finished. Jesus has already done everything he has purposed to do here on earth. And now he says he's given it to the church. Now I'm giving you the keys and I want you to operate in your power. I want you to operate in my power and in my authority by using my name. Authority, this authority is handed down to us by Christ Jesus. So when we walk in the revelation of your truth, of his truth in us, when we walk in that revelation of our true potential and our true identity is in Christ, we are a danger to the enemy. I'm going to read that again. Authority is handed down to us by Christ when we walk in the revelation of our true potential and our true identity in Christ. We are a danger to the enemy. 
Do you realize how dangerous you are to the enemy? This is why he fights you tooth and nail, because you are a danger to the enemy's camp. And as long as we're here on earth, the enemy is going to try to convince us that we don't have the power, we don't have the authority. This is why he reminds us of our past. And when we, when he reminds us of our past mistakes and disappointments and the failures that we, that we, we did, and he tries to make us feel guilty. He tries to make us feel guilty about things we've done in the past and things we can't change. We are to remind him of our future. We are to remind him that it's covered in the blood. We are to remind him that I've been forgiven. We are to remind him that greater is he that's in greater is he that's in me than he that is in the world. We are to remind him of what the enemy did to him on Calvary. That's what we're supposed to do to the enemy. Not give in to what he has, uh, what he's put before us, not to give in to the discouragement, not to give in and soak into in being reminded of the wrong that we've done. No, we remind him if when he tries to remind us of our past, we remind him of our future. We remind him of what Jesus Christ has done to him. Christ has defeated him and given us the authority to defeat him as well. So we walk in the authority of Christ. We walk in the revelation of who God is in us. There is absolutely nothing we cannot do. There is absolutely nothing we cannot accomplish. There is absolutely no door we cannot go in. Why? Because God says, I've given you the power. I've given you the privilege and I give, I've given you the right to go through every door that God has opened. Open for us. Attention aspiring authors, faith-based leaders, women of faith, coaches, and thought leaders. Everyone has a story to tell. Don't let anyone else tell your story. Our stories and experiences in life are not for us, but for others. Your story is the answer to someone's problem or pain. Why keep it to yourself? Share it with the world. Someone is waiting on you to tell it. Would you like to finally get your book written and published so that you can use your expertise to monetize and build a sustainable and profitable business? Are you ready to have your voice heard, your story read, and earn money in the process? If your answer is yes, I've created something I know can help you do just that. It's the Storytellers Academy Toolkit. This downloadable toolkit is filled with cheat sheets, checklists, templates, and more. Inside the toolkit, You'll learn how to use story mapping that will help you outline your story in less time. Be given ideas on creating a marketing plan from the ideal bank filled with 20 plus ideas on ways to promote your book before, during, and after publication. Not sure how to get your book copywritten? Don't worry, we've got you covered with this cheat sheet that gives you the step-by-step -step process on how to get it done. This toolkit is valued at over $1,200, but is priced for only $37. Visit storytellersacademy.org slash toolkit and download the $37 toolkit today. Listen, when you know who you are, when you know that you know that you know who you are and whose you are, you'll stand in the truth of that no matter what, no matter what it looks like, no matter what the enemy tries to do, and no matter who he tries to use in the process. I'm going to say that one again. When you know that you know who you are and whose you are, you'll stand in that truth no matter what 
no matter what the enemy does, no matter what it looks like, no matter what he tries to do, and no matter who he uses in the process. Walking in the power and the authority comes when we accept, when we accept what Christ has given us and we use it according to the way God instructs us on how to use it. Listen to this in Matthew 18, 18. I quoted this earlier. It says, truly, I say unto you, whatever you forbid, he says, you and I, whatever we forbid and declare to be improper, improper and unlawful on earth must be what is already forbidden in heaven. And whatever you permit, you and I, whatever we permit and declare proper and lawful on earth must be what is already permitted in heaven. That's powerful. Whatever you forbid and declare to be improper and unlawful on earth must already be forbidden in heaven. Listen, you and I have to know what God allows in heaven in order for us to be in agreement with that. So we're praying according to the will of God here on earth. When I'm praying, when I'm going into prayer and when I'm binding and when I'm loosing, I have to know that whatever I am forbidding here on earth and what I am declaring here to be improper and be unlawful, it God has already said it is unlawful and it is forbidden in heaven. If it's not allowed here on earth, it is not allowed in heaven. If it's allowed here on earth, God says it'll be allowed in heaven. And that is the power and the privilege and the right that we have because we have to know how to pray here on earth and how to get God's will from heaven to be manifested here in the earth. Matthew says, whatever you forbid, whatever I forbid, whatever you declare, whatever I declare to be improper. I have to know what is improper in heaven in order for me to be able to know what is improper here on the earth. I have to know what God has declared to be unlawful. Listen to this. If God does not allow it into heaven, we should not allow it here on earth. If God forbids it to come into heaven, it cannot be allowed to stand here on earth. God does not allow unholiness to be uh, in, in heaven. So why are we allowing it here on earth? God does not allow sin in heaven. Why are we allowing here in on the earth? God does not allow deception and murders and and, and malice in heaven. Then why are we allowing he, allowing that here on earth? No. Whatever we bind here on the earth has to be already bound in heaven. Why and how? Because I am in unity. I am in agreement to what God has already said about heaven. I want to bring heaven here on the earth. So whatever I declare, whatever I decree, whatever I forbid here on earth, it is already the same in heaven. I'm not going to allow anything here on the earth that God does not allow in heaven. As a child of the living God, I am instructed by God. I am commissioned by God. I am 
in a position in which God has allowed me here to be here on the earth as an intercessor that I cannot allow things to go on here in this earth and expect it to go on in the heaven. Whatever is going on wrong here in the earth, the, the, the malice that goes on, the deceptions that goes on, the schemes that goes on, the, the evilness that goes on here in the earth, God is not allowing that in heaven. So it is my authority and it is my God given right that I, uh, I take authority over those spirits and those evil workings of the enemy here in the earth. When you know how powerful you are, you won't accept what the enemy does in your life. Listen, when you know how powerful you are, you won't accept what the enemy does in your life, in your family, in your finances, with your health. You won't accept the plan and the schemes and the ploys of the enemy. No, you are a discerner of those things. God wants to give us discernment so we know and recognize when the enemy is at work so that we take authority over all of those, the, the evil works and the deeds of darkness. We refute those things according to 2 Corinthians 10 and 5. It says, inasmuch as we refute arguments and theories and reasonings and every proud and lofty thing that sets itself up against the true knowledge of God, and we lead every thought and purpose away captive into the obedience of Christ, the Messiah, the anointed one. Refute means to prove wrong. It means false. It means to disapprove. So here he's saying here in 2 Corinthians, Paul is saying we have to refute every argument, every theory, every reason, and every proud thing that sets itself up against the knowledge of God. Everything that comes to you and I, we have to disqualify it, prove it to be wrong, Refute it, especially when it disagrees with the knowledge of God, with the truth of God's word. We have to refute it. That's my authority that I have. I don't have to accept everything that I read. I don't have to accept everything that the media says. I don't have to accept everything that the news reporters report. I don't have to accept anything that the that uh, those in high positions and authority say is, is, is right. I don't have to accept that. Why? Especially if it comes against the truth of God's word. I can refute that. I can dispel that that I can uh, rebuke that. Why? Because that's my right. That's my authority. I don't have to accept everything that comes to my, comes my way, especially when it comes in a way uh, that that's going to disqualify me as a child of God. That's going to come in a way that's going to uh, put me in a position that I'm going to doubt God and doubt his word. I'm going to refuse that. I'm going to rebuke that. I'm going to refute it and I'm going to disapprove of it. That's the authority that we have. That's the privilege that I have as a child of God. That's my right to do that. And let me tell you something. Nobody can take that right away from you. That has been handed down to you and I by my daddy, by our father, God himself, my, 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 my 
Jesus Christ, the son of God, that has been given to you and I, it is my right. And when I own my right, when I walk in my privilege and when I walk in my own authority, when I walk in the authority that God has given me, when I know that I know whose I am, there is absolutely nothing the enemy can do to try to sway me to get me from following God. I don't walk in deceit. Why? Because the greater one has revealed who he is to me. The enemy can't deceive me. Why? Because I'm in the word of God. Because I'm a discerner. I'm a discerner of the things of God. So this is my right. This is my privilege. And this is the power that God has given me. And I own it. I live it and I walk in it. Yes, the enemy tries to come and he uses people. He tries to bring up my past mistakes. Yeah, he does. I And, and there are times when I feel, uh, I can feel defeated. I can feel disappointed with life. Yes, those are natural emotions. Those are things that will, will happen to us. But let me tell you something. I don't have to live in that. And that is my right. I don't have to live in it. I don't have to accept what people say. That's a fact. No, if it doesn't align with the word of God, I'm going to refute it. If it doesn't align up with God's word and what God has said about me and what God has, has shown me according to the word of God, I can refute it. I don't have to accept everything someone says, especially somebody who's not a believer, especially somebody who thinks they knows what, what, what's best for me. I don't have to receive it. Why? Because God's given me the power and authority and the privilege to dispel those things that come my way that don't line itself up with the true knowledge of God. If it does not line up with the true knowledge of God, then I can refute it. That means theories. That means things, theories can be things that you thought were accurate, but then you find out that they're not. Theories can be, can be something that you were told when you were younger and you find out as you've grown up, you know, you find out that that wasn't true. Those are theories. And reasonings is when we believe something and then we try to talk ourselves out of it. And every proud and lofty, and lofty thing that sets itself up against the true knowledge of God. And then it says we lead every thought and every purpose away captive so that it can be in obedience to Christ. Every thought that, that penetrates my mind it's not godly. I know you know that. But he says here, I can lead every thought to be obedient to Christ. That means that I have to capture every thought that comes into my mind that does not glorify God. Every thought that comes into my mind that does not bring God uh, glory. Every thought that comes into my mind that tries to defeat me because you and I both know that the battle goes on into in my mind. But I can take those thoughts and I can captivate those thoughts or I can capture those thoughts and then I can capture them so that they can be obedient to Christ. What do I mean by that? This is what I mean. Then if I'm thinking a negative thought, 
I capture that thought and then I start to put the positive word or what the scripture says about that thing. That's what I mean. When I get a negative thought, I have to cast down that thought and then I have to quote the scriptures and replace that thought with something that a thought or a a scripture that comes from God. It says, lead every thought and every purpose away captive into the obedience of Christ. If it does not line up with the word of God, I have to capture it and I have to crush it and I have to quote the word of God in that. I have to refute that, refute that. I have to prove that it is wrong. This is my right. This is my authority. And this is the privilege that I have. Why? Because I belong to God. I am a child of the Most High God. I trust Him. I rely upon Him. And I cling to and adhere to His name. So let me tell you this, saints of God. You have the right and the authority and the power living right inside of you. And if you don't exercise what God has given you, you're going to live a defeated life here on the earth. And God does not want you and I to live defeated here on earth. Why? Because God is not defeated in heaven. He is not defeated in heaven. And what you, and how you live here on earth is a reflection of God in heaven. As a child of the Most High God, exercise your right, exercise your power, and exercise your authority as a child of the Most High God. Hey there, my beautiful sisters. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of the 18-Minute Revolution. For more information about me, my books, or my services, Or if you are an aspiring author and you need help publishing your book, I would love the opportunity to speak with you. Please visit me at my website, www.pauletteharper.com. I want to leave you with this scripture, Psalm 66, verse 12 from the Passion Translation. It reads, you've allowed our enemies to prevail against us. We pass through fire and flood. Yet in the end, you always bring us out better than we were before, saturated with your goodness. Until next time, keep pressing.